0: Let's get on with the show. All right.
1: Hey, everyone. Welcome back to The Thoughtful Entrepreneur. I'm your host, Jen Amos. And today I have with me Sean Tepper, who is the founder and CEO of the company Ticker. His website is ticker.pro, which is spelled T-Y-K-R period P-R-O. Sean, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, Jen. Thanks for uh, inviting me on the show. Glad to be here.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited to get into this discussion today because as I was disclosing offline, uh, stocks scare me. So, <laughs> so let's kind of jump into it. Um, one thing that your company does is that you are a stock screener and an educational to- tool all in one. But most of all, you're user friendly. Tell us about that.
2: Yeah, that's the big uh, difference between you know ticker and other platforms. Is like finances, you know, can be especially stock investing really unapproachable. Like
1: yeah, yeah. Twenty
2: dollars words and acronyms, we don't know what they mean, right? Yeah. And it's been like that for a hundred years, you I was know, as say long say as forever. people. Are, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So how do you how do you like break down the language and break down the process and make it super approachable? Because there's a lot of people out there who want to invest. They want to manage their own investments. But like that step to do it on their own is like, it's like this huge step and there's so much fear. So we remove that fear and reduce the risk and just make it more approachable. And on top of it, you know, Ticker is a screener. So it helps you uh, discern between a good investment and bad investment.
1: Yeah. yeah. Tell me where that comes from for you to have created a a company such as this, because I mean, I just feel like sometimes people in finance like to sound complicated so that you could depend on them.
2: (laughs) Oh, for sure. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I was, uh, I was talking to a friend of mine who works in finance. He's like, they, they actually teach you that, like, mm. you know, you, you build the confidence with the consumer that you really know what you're talking about. So they give you your money to manage. Yeah. And I, I love financial advisors and wealth managers. We actually work with a few cause they like the tool as well. Yeah. But, um, you know, we're, we're about being approachable and being real, but, uh, if you want, I could give you a little backstory on how this thing
1: Yeah, please. I'll I'll
2: I'll try to make it short and sweet. But my background is software engineering, Mm -hmm. last fifteen years or so, Mm. and then the last ten years, in parallel to that, did a lot of investing with like angel investing and some venture capital, which is really high risk. You usually lose money like ninety percent of the time, but you're looking for those big home runs that pay for all the losses. But I did that for a few years and found that you can't win consistently. And then I looked at like the guys we all know and respect, like Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, um, my mentor, Phil town, and Mm. these guys are making consistent returns. And I knew like, they're not gambling men, right? Mm -hmm. They're not, they're not going to the casino. They're not putting all their chips on GameStop. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll go there. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah, That was good times. (laughs) Right.
2: Um, so how are they doing that in the, mm-hmm. you know, after I kind of applied a software engineering mindset to this, I I figured it out. They're using math. There's mm-hmm. actual math you can use. And the difference is with private businesses, you can't see like the historical data, like the historical financials, mm-hmm. public businesses, you can, mm-hmm. and that's the difference. So I, I literally figured out a way to pull that data, calculate it and then determine what the value of a stock is and if it's really a good investment or bad investment and just really rely on the data to make a decision. So.
1: Yeah. Wow. Uh, that is really powerful. Um, give us a little, uh, actually you already gave me a little backstory. So what I what did I really mm-hmm. want to say? Okay. So when people do want to, uh, I know that with your company, you do offer a 14 day free trial. Yep. So let us know when people hear about your company and they're like, I want to try this out. Uh, tell us what that process looks like for them in getting started.
2: Yeah. We have a really fun onboarding process. So mm-hmm. in, in just to reiterate there, yeah, it is 14 day free trial, no credit card. We try to make it like low barrier to entry. Cause who likes to like, you see the free, and then it's you can get it free, but you have to add your visa or yeah, whatever.
1: right. Like, right. okay, like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> right, right. I'm, I'm
2: moving on. So it makes it really easy for people to get in. But then when you join, you get an email sequence sent to you over the course of 20 days, and each mm-hmm. email is a new tip, like how do you invest your first thousand? When do you know when to buy? When do you know when to sell?
0: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: uh, really, how to reduce uh, or reduce. Like fear in the market. Um, there's a bunch of other cool stuff in there, but you can also, there's a PDF that has all 21 if you don't want to wait because a few customers are like, do I have to really wait 21 days? I'm like, no. The first yeah. email gives you that PDF so you could just digest it all right away. But yeah. um, a lot of customers have complimented on the fact that this is kind of peppered over the course of 21 days. So you can you can take it in and each email is, it's pretty short. It's, it's like a two to three minute read. And
1: yeah, and no, I love that. Um, I think, uh, when you really study the millennial consumer market, mm-hmm. um, they're all about free stuff and a lot of free education. And so it's like, yep. if you can give that to them in the first 14 days, <laughs> you know, it's like, Oh, you know what? I think I will do this.
2: <laughs> totally. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, um, I know that maybe very easily people can say, Hey, is this like your competitors? Is this like Robinhood or TD, a uh, TD Ameritrade? And I know it's not, but let our, let our listeners know what is your differentiator as a company?
2: Yeah. So a stock screener is a platform that analyzes stocks and Mm -hmm. classifies them as a good or bad investment. What ticker does, it has a very definitive rating system. So a stock is either on sale, which is good Mm -hmm. watch or overpriced overpriced is bad. And most businesses will be classified as overpriced Mm -hmm. and it's based on value investing principles, which is, you know, this this has been Benjamin Graham, Warren Buffett, Charlie Munger, which is You know, it looks at really boring businesses, Mm -hmm. safe businesses, businesses that are going to make us money over the long term. So that's a screener, Mm. whereas a broker is a platform like Robinhood, TD Ameritrade, E-Trade. If you're outside the States, there's other platforms you can use too, but that's the platform where you connect your bank account and you move money to your broker to buy stocks. Mm -hmm. So we are, we are not that we are a screener.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're so much better, <laughs> um, uh, Sean. I know that uh, one thing that is really impressive about your company is that you have customers uh, all over the world, and right. I think uh, you know a big part of that is because you know you mentioned your background in software engineering, um, and you have this. You you take a different approach. Like you um, have learned to make global software. You mm-hmm. have to have you have to make it easy uh, for so many people. So tell us about kind of that difference of kind of creating software. Let's say for one continent like America versus, um, you know, creating it for a global global audience.
2: Sure, I, I love telling this story. So, this was a really good learning experience. One company I worked for in the past is GE, and I was building mm-hmm. a global software. And I was talking to a few stakeholders from Japan and France, and they they told me upfront, if you make this tool a U.S. tool, you're not going you're not going to get any adoption. <laughs> across the world. This has to be global. So how do you do that? And the easiest way is you just get feedback early and Mm -hmm. often from your customers all over the world. So fortunately, we started getting people interested from India, China, um, Indonesia, uh, Mm -hmm. France, Germany, even Brazil, uh, even a place uh, such as the Caribbean, uh, Jamaica. And what we do is we're really good about listening to our customers like if we want to build a global tool we can't do it on our own we have to we have to build it with our audience so we engage in conversation we'll set up zoom calls um, and just really you know get their feedback what do you want added what what can we do to make it better and it's so cool to see people all over the world kind of um, honing in on the same features and functionalities and and the same conversations so um, you, we've only been launched in now gosh maybe 8 9 months and it's it's been a really fun process getting that feedback but the rule is you can't make this a us tool it's
1: yeah <laughs> if there's anything not to do
2: <laughs> yes it exactly it's got to be global
1: yeah. I, I, um, I am curious to know more about um, how do you listen systematically? Because, you know, if you're getting feedback from different cultures, different you know, countries, um, that must be an artwork in itself. So can you tell us a little bit about that? I think that'd be great for our listeners who are open sure. to that feedback early on in their business, but don't know how to, you know, um, take it in or how to process it systematically.
2: Well, one thing I learned with uh, copywriting is you want to write in the way you speak. Mm -hmm. so you know don't make it dry like add your personality but what we do is we use mailchimp for our email Mm. sequences so somebody joins they get you know they're sent those emails over 21 days but each email has like information and 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 thought-provoking questions like what would you do different Mm. you know like stuff like that like we would love your feedback and we're always driving people to We've got a support site that has like an FAQ, mm-hmm. um, you can fill out forms, you can even request stocks you want added. If like, let's say you're in uh, Taiwan and and you don't see a stock you want added, you can just go right there, suggest it and we can add it for you. Mm. Um, so it, it's it's like, you want to be like, with a SaaS, I, I find it's really important to make it easy for your customers to contact you. Mm-hmm. Um, we all know some companies like Amazon or Netflix. Are you able to jump on a call with them or like right? Never. <laughs> no, they're they're too <laughs> big for that. But at this yeah. level, and we'll always try to maintain that. Like we want to be really approachable, so it should not be hard to hunt down a contact button or right or a, yeah. a help link.
1: But I, I really commend you and your company for um, just being so open to feedback at an early stage. Because sometimes I think that maybe some businesses are maybe about getting their ducks in a row first before launching, but you're just like, let's do this. And let's hear from everyone and make sure we're not just <laughs> US-based. We're not just US-focused.
2: Oh, you are. Well, thank you for the compliment. And that I learned that lesson the hard way because <laughs> I, I've been doing this a long time. And 10 years ago, I was that guy that, well, I'm, I know what it's needed. I'm going to build it my way. And that's that. And that is nobody can be Steve jobs. And like, this is the perfect iPhone, (laughs) the dimensions, how it looks, how it works. Like he's great at that, but most people are not like, they're not good at like coming up with an idea and executing. You literally have to get feedback Mm -hmm. early. And if you want to save a ton of money with building software, get your customers involved in that process as soon as possible. Yeah. Like you don't wait three months or six months, like right away, like, Hey, I'm thinking about building this. Mm-hmm. What, what do you think about that? Even before you even build a software, have those conversations because you'll save a ton of money in your, your engineering.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, one thing I, I find, <clears throat> one thing I find impressive about uh, your company also, Sean, um, as young as the company really is, is that um, you don't use a lot of social media and yet here you are. <laughs> what, what is your strategy to uh, create awareness for your company?
2: Our growth strategy is through channel partners or Mm. affiliates. So we like connecting with people who are in personal finance. They have a passion for it. We do connect with people who either they have a blog or a podcast. Mm. Um, We're trying to break into the YouTube influencer space as well. Um, But it's really, it's organic too, because we have a really uh, enticing affiliate program. It's 30% recurring commission Mm. and any customer that joins, they can literally join that program for free and share it with their friends and family and they're getting paid over and over. And nice. it, it's super automated. It's, it, yeah, it's been a great way I recommend for any SaaS business to grow their business quickly is affiliate marketing.
1: Yeah. And I I think that when you grow that way, you can really get that feedback. Like we kept talking about, it's more Mm -hmm. quality feedback because these are people that are actually invested in, you know, um, one making money themselves, but two, like, you know, growing your business as a result of wanting, wanting to, um, you know, profit from this. And so I think that's really incredible. Um, I want to go ahead and shift gears here in a second, but before I do Sean, anything else you want people to know about ticker?
2: You know, stock investing is one of those things that can be really intimidating Mm-hmm. for people, but I'll, 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 give you some interesting statistics here. Mm-hmm. The self-directed investor, which is people who like managing their own investments is growing really fast. It's growing mm-hmm. by 5% a year against the financial advisor sector is about 1%. And that's in the U S
1: mm-hmm.
2: in India, it's growing by 20%. And that's against a population of 1.3 billion people. And wow. the reason is you'll find this really interesting. The reason is investing is be is growing so quickly YouTube and podcasts people are figuring out they can actually do this on their own yeah and the timing we're fortunate I, I didn't plan for this but ticker is that tool that can that fills the need like you could literally listen to a podcast or, or watch a YouTube video on how to invest but you kind of need that tool to really, help you hone in on good investments and bad investments and how to really pull the trigger on stocks ticker does that
1: so yeah just that's awesome
2: if there's any listeners out there if you're on the fence like you're definitely not alone a lot of people are <laughs> they're looking to move forward as well
1: i really like that and i know for yourself sean uh you have a podcast as well and i imagine that mm-hmm. uh, what you do on your show um does uh, spark a lot of conversation and education for you know these listeners of yours to possibly you know get ticker
2: totally Yeah, yeah. I'll do a quick uh, thirty to sixty second on payback time. Is the name of my podcast, and Mm. payback time is the term used in finance when your investment doubles. Mm. But um, I'm quick transparency. And me, I'm a total movie nerd, so I (laughs) I love movies. I like I, I love good television series. You know, get me hooked on something new. I'm watching Vikings right now on Amazon. But anyway. Um, I like to walk people through the journey of like how they got to their destination. I don't like to like dwell on success. Mm. I like to like reveal difficulties and troubles that you faced along the way. So the listeners can learn from that, whether it's a sales or marketing or operations, or maybe it's personality or hiring, you know, it's, I, I try to bring some of that to the surface so we can learn from
1: it. Yeah. Uh, You're really humanizing success in a sense, (laughs) right? right? (laughs) Um, speaking of which, is there anything else you want to share even about yourself to, you know, kind of humanize your process or humanize where you're at today. So people aren't just looking at ticker and they're like, Oh my gosh, this is the best thing ever. Like I could never create something like this. You know, what what do you want to say to people where it's like, Hey, this was not an easy journey to get here.
2: (laughs) Well, one thing is like, you know, I'm wearing a, a a Marvel t-shirt right now. This is referencing (laughs) Thor. Um, we are not the suit and tie type of company. We, and, and I told everybody like, you know, bring your personality. I've got a team that's growing. This is really exciting. It's like bring your personality to the surface. like be mm. real with people. and we literally want to make investing more approachable than any other business out there in the world. And I, I think we're doing the right thing by just being transparent and being real and and I do share like the mistakes we made with investing and even my mo- my mistakes with uh, business. And um, that has helped, I think, build our audience quicker. Just because people can relate and, and we try to be on top of it with customer service. Weekends are a little difficult, but during the week, we try to get back to everybody within 24 to 48 hours.
1: Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I think since the uh, pandemic has started, um, I used to be a little upset when, um, let's say like a chat box, like a company, like a chat Mm -hmm. feature on a website didn't respond right away. But when they started to say, oh, we're available from these times, these times at these times. And then I myself started struggling with like not setting healthy boundaries to just relax. I would see that and I was like, I respect that. (laughs) Like, I'm glad that you're choosing to work only on business days and not weekends because yeah, it really does take a toll on you.
2: It does. Yeah. You, you've got to like carve out time. Like I, I do carve out time every day. Like this is only email time. Right. Yeah. But I've got to, and it's one of those things too, is like try to make each email personal
1: mm. and
2: like, and add a little flavor to it and just, and hear what people have to say. And then if you can maybe circle back to some people, like for example, somebody gives an idea a month and a half later, we bring that idea to light. I'll go mm. back to that person and say, Hey, great suggestion. We just brought your idea to life here and mm-hmm. check it out. And when you do that, it just, you win people over that way. And then they tell their friends and their family. And, and I think that's the right way to build a business.
1: Yeah. And also just going back to what you do, I really appreciate just the candid approach you take. Um, you know, with your team kind of best dressing up casually. I mean, we're home. So yeah. I mean, what else are you gonna do? Right? Like I'm not gonna wear a suit every time I go on Zoom. But even so, I, I imagine that, you know, if things are back to normal. You know, even my husband, uh, he's very much like a, yeah, I don't want to wear a suit. Like, and he's been in financial services for like 15 years. He's like, I don't wanna wear a suit. Like no one, no one I can't relate to anyone, you know? And right. and I don't wanna I don't wanna feel like there's that big barrier. And so that, that, I think that's one thing that it sounds like you and your company have really, um, succeeded in doing at least so far is really, uh, cutting down that barrier for mm-hmm. people who do want to be, you know, self-investors to know that it's actually not that hard and they have a system such as yours, um, that can really walk them through it when they're ready and they feel empowered to do it.
2: Totally spot on. You could be my, my, uh, the press woman for anything <laughs> moving forward here. <laughs>
1: I just listen really well and then recite, just pretty much rephrase what you said. <laughs> That's my secret in case anyone's Nailed wondering my podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, well, Sean, I really enjoyed our conversation today. Uh, I want to make sure that I've pulled everything out of you that you're willing to share. So are there any closing thoughts that you want to share with our listeners who are you know, typically small business owners and entrepreneurs?
2: I would say if if you're interested in getting started with investing, we're here to help you on your journey and it's super easy to get started. Just go to ticker.pro. Perfect.
1: I love it. Sean, it's been great having you here again. Thanks so much.
2: Thank you, Jen. This was great.
1: Yeah. And again, to our listeners, this is Sean Tepper, who is the founder and CEO of Ticker. His website is ticker.pro, which is spelled T-Y-K-R period P-R-O. Thank you all so much for joining us. And we'll chat with you in the next episode. Tune in next time.